I'm Jeff Newkirk, the host of Game Changers. I talk to people who have done something to make this world a better place. People who are working to make a significant and profound change. So it's simple. Inspire and educate and let's go change this world. Welcome to the show. Hey, today on the Game Changers podcast, we're going to talk about a subject that all business owners really need to be aware of, especially those folks maybe starting out in business or maybe been in business for a year or two, but need to get things moving to the next level and improve some operations and financials. We have an expert coach in the EOS world with us today, Jody Skogan. And she comes to us from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where it's a whole lot cooler there than it is in Houston, Texas. Jody, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you. Oh, thank you, Jeff. It is a pleasure to be with you. It's great to talk to somebody from the Hawkeye State. My parents grew up in Iowa. I went to the University of Iowa. Love Iowa. Did you grow up there? Are you from Iowa? Yep. Grew up in Northeast Iowa in a small town called Waverly. And I've been a Hawkeye fan absolutely my whole life. I was in okay. elementary school when BJ Armstrong was playing the basketball oh, yeah. for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And love being a Hawkeye. So glad to know we've got that in common, Jeff. Absolutely. How does the football team look this year? What do you think? Mm, that's a great question. You know what? We should have my husband in this conversation because he knows he even follows some of the recruiting stuff with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. So my hope is the coaching team is unified. I hope the team proceeds with great confidence. I also have a shout out to Delaney McSweeney. She plays for the women for volleyball for the oh, Hawkeyes. Okay. So I've known Delaney uh, Delaney for a long time, so it's really fun to know one of the Hawkeyes that does just a phenomenal job representing our state. And of course, we'd be completely remiss if we did not mention the women's basketball team. Oh, no kidding. Caitlin Clark and her whole team, just so exciting. Fantastic. Such a great picture of team. Hopefully, they'll have another great year. Caitlin's coming back, as I understand it. I could probably talk about the Hawkeyes and sports all day, but we're here to talk about EOS. But before we get into that, Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what got you to be an EOS coach. Sure, absolutely. I am an Iowa girl through and through. Love this great state. So if any of your listeners haven't yet made the trek to Iowa, it's a great place to come and visit most of the times of the year, especially in the fall, the spring, hey, most of the summer. And people love outdoor sports Still in the cooler winter, than so. Houston, Texas though, Jody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We do deal with some humidity. That is also the case, but I love Iowa. Have had an opportunity to travel around the world, but home is definitely Iowa and I'm really glad for it. I am, as you said, a coach for businesses with a system called EOS, which stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. EOS is a a really great set of tools, practical concepts, tools that really help an organization and leaders in particular clarify, simplify, understand where they're headed and how they're going to get there and do it in a healthy way. I have been an EOS implementer. I love it. Here's how I was exposed to it, if it's helpful to know that. About three years ago, I became a director of organizational health in a company that is in the construction industry, actually a, a national company called Benchmark Inc. What they do is provide roofing and paving consulting services for major manufacturers, school districts, hospitals. I came on staff there 
in the early weeks of the pandemic, they were super interested in investing in the organizational health of their company of about 115 employees nationwide. And I was honored with the opportunity to come on staff there with them. And that was at a time when they were looking at a book called Traction by Gina Wickman, Mm -hmm. which details the whole EOS resource. Oh, yeah. It's like the go-to for EOS. I have a copy right behind me. When I came on to that team in a leadership role, that team was determining whether or not to implement EOS. So we began that discernment process, really vetted it. There are a lot of systems out there. And in talking with a couple of implementers, we felt just like we need to do this. I was coming into a strong organization, but they were desiring to get stronger, to get clear, to become more aligned. So we began working with an EOS implementer and he was indeed a teacher facilitator coach in the EOS operational system. And so Mm -hmm. I had a front row seat to a massive transformation in a really strong organization to get even stronger. So I was the internal banner waiver, for lack of a better word. I was the the person in the organization who was helping to roll out this system. And we'll talk about it here in a second. But I got to see the transformation. I got to see organizational health take a huge upgrade in that business. It was almost two years into that journey When after one of our leadership team full day sessions with our implementer, uh, he called me that night and he said, Jody, I think you really should think about becoming an implementer. I was super honored. He's really a legend in the community of EOS. And so my husband and I, we thought about it, prayed about it and learned more, dug into what that would mean. And in December, we decided to purchase a franchise. I went to training and became a professional EOS implementer. So now I get to work with other businesses. Actually, in addition to that one, so our implementer was ready to release that company because of proximity for him. And so now they are my client, which I love. And I have other clients who I'm helping to implement EOS. Before we get into some of the components of EOS, and since we have listeners all over the country and thankfully internationally, EOS is something that you can implement and you can work with clients virtually, or you can travel there, but you can also do it virtually. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. I can certainly work with clients virtually and with technology today. In fact, even our comfortability with it has really helped make connections. Just like you and me, we're talking from Texas to Iowa and we're in relationship. We're learning from each other. We're being encouraged by one another. We're being challenged by one another. We uh, have opportunity to connect in that way. So I'm open to traveling. I love to travel actually. And uh, also in about a four and a half hour radius of Cedar Rapids. Now you might know this, but I don't know if your listeners know this. Within four and a half hours of Cedar Rapids, you can get to Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Omaha, of course, Des Moines, right. Kansas City, and St. Louis. That's yeah, all within four of, and a half. We're right in the A lot of metropolitan areas. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to work with anybody who's interested. Now let's talk a little bit about the components of EOS. What is EOS made up of? And it's that kind of hard to wrap your head around initially. So if you come into somebody, they don't know anything about EOS and you start talking about it. They're like, stop. I don't really even know what you're talking about. Describe high level. What is EOS comprised of? EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, is a simple, proven business operating system that can really help an entrepreneurial organization clarify, simplify, and achieve its vision. And what we as implementers, if you think of that word 
implement. I'm going to read straight from Google. It's a tool, utensil, other piece of equipment, especially as used for a particular purpose. So as an implementer, I'm someone who helps to put decisions or plans or agreements into effect using those tools. When it all boils down to it, I'm a teacher, facilitator, coach around simple tools that make up entrepreneurial operating system or EOS. So my goal in working with my clients is to teach, coach, facilitate them in their understanding of where they're going, how they're going to get there, making sure everybody's 100% aligned in the organization on that, and then getting traction, actually executing on that vision every day, having everybody in your organization doing that. And then healthy. We want to do that in a healthy way. We want to grow a team to be cohesive and fun-loving and functioning well together. In a situation where there's not alignment and there's some hesitancy, what do you do? We get really excited about that because there's a lot of opportunity to get aligned. A lot of times a business owner has in mind what he or she would love to see out of their business, but there's a miss in the translation between what they have in their head and their heart and their team. When an organization decides to implement EOS, work with an implementer like me, the leadership team steps away from the business, gets above the tree line, above the day-to-day, and we get really serious about clarifying what is the vision of this organization. There are eight questions we actually come to an answer with, the, the team does, and I help facilitate that. And those eight questions are, as an organization, what are your core values? Got to be singing from the same hymnal. Absolutely. We got to be on the same page. We want to build a culture here. So what are our core values? Our second question that we answer is what's your core focus? What's your sweet spot as an organization? What we do so well and what we're focused on so that we can see the difference between distractions and what truly are uh, our core focus. The third question is what's your 10-year target? It can be this number one business goal. It could be anywhere from five to 30 years or more. But what's Mm -hmm. the number one goal of that business so that you're all attentive to where you're headed? If you all have in your mind's eye a little different destination, that's just a recipe for chaos and confusion and frustration. That's a long ways off. And if anything, we learned with COVID, Mm. our world can change on a dime. So can we pick a target of maybe three years? You can, you know, that's up to a team, but we're looking for a long range, number one goal. I would say anywhere between five and 30 years, you could pick something larger, but you want to make sure you're clear on that. The fourth question is what's your marketing strategy? And this isn't just for the marketing people in your organization. It's for everyone to say, who is our target market? Who's our ideal client or customer? And then what do we want to communicate out? to them. What is it that we want to say? What's unique about us as an organization that could cause them to say, hey, we got to do business with them. Every employee is selling, right? Yeah. Representing, right? Being an ambassador of that organization in everything they do according to their core values. And then you take that 10-year picture, whatever that number one business goal is, and you say, okay, what's it going to look like three years from now? So we define Ah, that. There you go. There's that three-year picture. We look at the numbers. What's revenue going to look like? Profit going to look like? Any other measurables? If I was to peel back the roof of the organization that you're in, what does it need to look like in three years to know that we're on track, we're aligned with that big number one goal? And then there's three more questions that we invite teams to answer. In view of that vision, what's it need to look like in one year? What are the three to seven business goals for the next calendar year? And then we back that down just one more step. What needs to happen in the next 90 days? We call those rocks. What needs to happen in the next 90 days in order to be in 
line toward that mm-hmm. number one business goal or destination. Yeah. Last is what are your issues? We all have them. What are the you things bet. that are holding you back? What are your opportunities? Sometimes we hear that word issues and we think negative and sometimes they are, but what are the things that we want to make sure we're keeping our eye on in order to not miss opportunity or to not clear away some things that are holding us back. We put that all in one document called the Vision Traction Organizer. It's a two-page document that is something everyone in the two pages. (laughs) It's beautiful. I had one very successful dentist here in Iowa. I believe she owns the largest independently owned dentist practice in the state of Iowa. And she just said it's elegant. She used that word. When you're able to share with every employee what those eight answers, those eight questions are, and they can see this is even for prospective employees or brand new hires as you're bringing on board, you're able to say that this is what we're about. And there's clarity there. Elegant. That's pretty impressive to use on a business document. I've done zillions of business plans. Nobody's ever said that business plan, Jeff, that's elegant. <laughs> so that's good. Well, one thing that's- I love is that it works in nearly every context. Whatever the industry, manufacturers love EOS. People in the medical community love EOS. There are some schools that run on EOS. There are nonprofits that run on EOS. You name the industry, it can work because these are tools that can be applied within any context gotcha. to get clarity. Give us your favorite success story. Experience abundant life is a catchphrase that I love to think about. I want to live an abundant life. What does that look like? There's a book called The EOS Life by Gina Wickman, Gina, the founder of EOS. There are five things he talks about. One is doing what you love with people you love, making a huge difference, being compensated appropriately with time for other passions. How many entrepreneurs, business owners, or leaders are able to say, I'm, I'm living that? That's Not a, a lot. One. Yeah. Not a I lot. Say- Very few. I'm going for the biggest picture possible, really, in working with clients is your life working? Do you have time for other passions? Are you doing what you love? Are you working alongside people that you love? Are you making a huge difference? (laughs) I mean, I think that's what we're called to do in this world. Thus game changers, Jody. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You are, Jeff, you are. You're making a huge difference. I love it. And somebody asked me just the other day, Jeff, what do you do for fun? My answer was a complete blank. It's not like I don't have a good life. I love my life, but I have not found that balance. So that last question that Gina Wickman asks, I don't have a good answer. (laughs) Hey, we should work together. I'd love to help you discover that. (laughs) I probably need all the help I can get. We need to really understand that to be successful in your business is not just the business. It's you as a person and getting that abundance and addressing those five questions. I think that is a comprehensive approach to finding true success. When you ask about a success story, I would say anytime I have opportunity to help a leader go from where they are. And many times that's stressed out, overworked, continually worried, always having this low-grade dread of what am I going to do next or or how am I going to deal with this issue? We can help bring a business leader from there to a place where they can step away on vacation and truly be away. They can take time away from the business that they can enjoy time with their family. One story there is one of my clients, when we started implementing EOS, he would have identified that he was in the weeds. So many people were coming to him for all the answers, big and little. 
And for him, he's a visionary. That's one of the seats that we help clarify in an organization. So big picture, lots of ideas. He was stressed out already because he was in the weeds and he's a visionary. Absolutely. The organization had become such that each individual was dependent on him for those answers, and yet they were stuck. To be able to see a major transformation in his life where he was able to then hand off responsibility with clarity, not just in frustration. Why can't you people do what you should do? Because visionaries don't really enjoy holding people accountable often. But when life happens and situations- (laughs) That doesn't always work out too well. (laughs) No, no. And when a culture is nurtured, where there's this interdependence that's unhealthy that happens. So for him to be able to get clarity and for them to get clarity in the organization, who is accountable for what? And then him being able to let go of all those little things and for people to have autonomy and ability to run in their lane was major load lifted off of his shoulders. Life literally changed. Do the thing he's best at, which is think about new ideas and build relationships within his industry. These things that he wasn't able to do because he was in the weeds. I love the impact it has on the rest of a family. When business leaders who are working so hard to help lead an organization and all of their employees so that they can put food on the table and the kids of the owner on the short end of the stick, we want to change that too. There's opportunity for generational impact. We want to help kids, all generations do what they're intended to do, get after the things that I would say God has put on their hearts to do. Is there ever a situation that EOS may not be a good fit? I would say you look at the leader and the leadership team, and if they aren't growth-oriented, as an example, if they're not open-minded, if they're not willing to be open, honest, vulnerable with themselves, with the people closest to them, EOS is, is not going to work. EOS is great for organizations that are growing like gangbusters. Oh man, we can't even hardly keep up. And it's Mm -hmm. for organizations where people are really struggling. We need more work. We need new clients. But if a leader or leadership team or owners aren't open, they're not growth oriented. They're not willing to change. We have a phrase we say, we want them to be more afraid of the status quo than they are of change. So if they just want to hold on to what has always been, probably not going to be a good fit with EOS. Sometimes people are concerned about preserving the core and EOS works in an organization that has a strong core. Doesn't that relate pretty closely to the mission? When you have a team, let's say of six leaders and you ask them all to write down what's the vision of the organization. If they write something a little different from each other, there's an opportunity for clarity there. Yikes. I would consider that a bad sign. I would want everybody, yeah. especially in leadership, they have to be on the same page with where, where we're trying to go. Because absolutely. if they're not, what are they telling everybody else? There's going to be completely a bunch of confused team members not knowing the direction of the organization. Have you ever read the book, The Boys in the Boat? It is such a good book. Who's the author? Daniel James Brown. The tagline of the book, Nine Americans and Their Epic Quest for Gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. I'll tell you what, this book just gives me chills because there's such an incredible alignment with a team, a rowing team. The need to get super clear on where you're going and be in sync together. And that just doesn't happen naturally for people. It's a unique team that can get in sync like that. So that's what we aim to do. Our journey with implementing EOS with our clients is to get leaders in the room 
and get to the point where they can say, this is clearly our mission. This is clearly our purpose, cause, and passion. And then we continually come back to that every 90 days with our leadership team. So that's what we do. We have a more intensive process on the front end of implementing. We meet every 30 days for three sessions to get clear on that vision traction organizer, teach some tools that are going to help in the rollout of EOS. And then after that point, every 90 days, the leadership team steps again away out of the whirlwind and makes sure they're aligned. Any adjustments we need to make in our alignment and then looks back and says, how did we do in the last 90 days? And then looks ahead. What's again, most important in the next 90 days? What are our priorities so that we are unified in our approach to continue toward our vision together? Lots of tools in EOS that fit right into the different components. Do you have a favorite tool that may resonate with some of our listeners? We have about 20 tools that we teach over the two-year journey that we take with our clients. The accountability chart is one I know you... It gets everybody on the same page, right? That's right. Once you've got clarity around where you're going, actually, even to make sure you've got the right people in the room, you want to have the right structure. So the accountability chart, you might picture an org chart, organizational chart, But this is like massive upgrade to an organizational chart. The EOS accountability chart, one of my favorite tools, is a chart which shows first the major functions in the organization. Thinking functions instead of titles for a moment. And titles are things that you end up needing to have for a variety of reasons. But first saying, what's the structure that's necessary for our organization? to be doing what we do best. We're not just following everybody else and how they do it. We should do it too. Instead, we create an accountability chart. And for your listeners, to just be able to picture this in your mind's eye, there's a box. We call it a seat on the accountability chart. Only one person can sit in a seat. And in that box is the functional title at the top, the function. What's the role that this person plays in the organization? What's the function that whoever sits in that seat is carrying out and accountable for in the organization? And in that box, then there are somewhere between three to five dots. Jot dots is what my friends call them. There are roles. What are the roles for which that person who sits in that seat is accountable? Not thinking names at all yet. What are those roles? That person knows at the end of the day what they're accountable for. It creates clarity. And then they can also look at the accountability chart of everyone in the organization and see then what I'm accountable for. And I can see what Jeff, what you're accountable for and what Sally is accountable for. And we have a greater understanding of how we function together. And so then when it comes time to, we call them quarterly conversations where a leader meets one-on-one with their employee and says, how's it going in these three to five things for which you're accountable? There's (laughs) another piece of that we call GWC, get it want it and capacity. Before somebody is in that seat, we say, do they get it? Do all the neurons in their brain light up when they hear about that role that they're going to be seated in? Do they understand what that role entails? Are they even excited when there's a challenge there? Because they know what to do about it. They know how to get after it. They're eager to learn. Do they want it? So that's the W. So G, get it. W, want it. Do they want the role? Sometimes people are just like, I know you need somebody in this role. I'm here. And last is capacity. Do they have the the mental, physical, even spiritual capacity? Do they have a time capacity? Maybe they need to learn some things. That's great. But do they have the capacity for that seat? And that brings a lot of clarity in an organization. The thing that's so great about an accountability chart is just as you said, it 
brings clarity to everybody's role and not just your own, but then what everybody else is doing and what they're accountable for. So there's no confusion. There's no turf battles. If you've ever been in a toxic organization where there are all kinds of turf battles, that is so ugly and unproductive and it just leads to chaos and manipulation. I think the accountability chart really is a way to make sure that you don't have that toxic organization. Everybody's clear on what is expected of them and others. And it's a way to keep yourself accountable. And then as a good teammate to support others in helping them be accountable. I got to tell you one more tool. Can I, Jeff? Yeah, one please. One more tool I love. Okay. Meetings. Let's talk about meetings a second because people tend to have pretty Too strong feelings. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> there is a tool called the level 10 meeting, which I would say maybe even if people haven't heard of EOS or traction, they might've heard of a level 10 meeting or an L10 meeting because they are catching on yeah. in our culture. This is an EOS tool the level 10 meeting. And it is a specific agenda that's followed to have an incredibly awesome meeting. I personally feel like I am allergic to bad meetings. Who enjoys those? Either meetings where they're kind of going nowhere. Or they last forever. We just talked about that last week and the week before and three months before that, we still haven't solved it. So the level 10 meeting is probably right up there is one of my favorite EOS tools where the same people get in the room, they start on time, they end on time. Hello, how about that? Mm -hmm. Let's start there. They solve at least one key issue in the organization during that time. They get clear on what the next steps are, who's accountable for those things. We do this report out section at the front end of the meeting too, where we quickly review some things that help uh, us know that we're on the right track. Again, toward our vision, our our number one biggest business goal. At the end of the meeting, you recap your to-dos. You think, is there anybody else who needs to know something that we decided here? How about that for an idea? How often Mm -hmm. is there confusion because of a decision made, but we didn't get clear about how we're communicating that out in the organization? And last, we rate the meeting one to 10, 10 being best. That's how you get the name level 10 meeting. Everybody on the team rates, how did we do today on a scale from one to 10, 10 being best? How did we do today? Did we start on time, end on time? Did we solve at least one issue? Did we get on a tangent and talk about something that really killed our momentum? We majored in the minors. We were dealing with an issue, but man, we've got something much more important. If any of those things happen, people rate the meeting lower and then self-correct as you go. If you rate it eight or less, you have to explain why did you give it that rating? And every once in a while for me as a facilitator of those meetings, I will also ask why did you give it a nine? What was strong about what we did so that we can continue to self-correct and get better? Sometimes people just go along with the rest of the group. Yeah, I don't want to be the outlier and say this meeting really was brutal. Everybody gave it a nine. I don't want to give it a five. Yeah. They're not doing well in the core values piece. Exactly. Exactly. So I think everybody has to be held to the same standard. And if they thought it was a nine, great. Why? They thought it was a five. Okay. We got some work to do. That's right. Why did you rate it so low? What needs to happen next time so that we are better? One of my clients, one of their core values is be a strong team based on relationships and trust. So if somebody's phoning it in with a nine every week and they can't answer why, or we aren't solving issues, or people aren't coming prepared, they don't have their to-dos done, that's a core values piece. And we want to get after that as well in a loving way based on relationships and trust. It all works together. Well, you just said 
I think is so important in a loving way, because when we have to have those difficult conversations and things can get somewhat contentious, always keep in mind that you want to do that in a loving way, that you are trying to improve the situation, add value to the situation, add value to the other person. So at the end, you both come out of it better as opposed to feeling worse. That makes a big difference. I know you just said it because I think that's just who you are by nature. Do it in a loving way. But some of us need to be reminded of that. Iowa nice is a thing. So sometimes the most loving thing is to tell someone when they have broccoli in their teeth, metaphorically speaking, and also being willing to hear it from somebody else. Being able to hear someone give me some feedback that I can't see on my own. The word accountability is an interesting word. We use it a lot in EOS. The accountability chart is an example of that. We're on a mission to make that be an amazingly powerful word. Not one that we resist, but instead we welcome. Where we say, I want you to, yeah, I want you to hold me accountable. Help me be better. Help me be stronger. I want to give my best. So let me know if I can do something different or even... For me to say, hey, these are my priorities over the next 90 days. Hold me accountable. Is it a toxic organization or is it an effective team supportive organization? In a toxic organization, the word accountability is a bad word. You have manipulation, you have turf battles, people are backstabbing. But in a team supported organization where everybody's working together, accountability is a good word. It's positive. Let's help each other. We're only going to get to the finish line if we work together. That's one of the reasons why in that level 10 meeting, we review our rocks every meeting. What did we say in our, our last quarterly session? What did we say was most important? to get done in the next 90 days and keeping line of sight to that every week so we don't lose track because otherwise we can get really fired up. This is what we have to do in the next 90 days. And then we get back into the business, back into the whirlwind. But what we want to do is keep that front and center because we said it's most important. Let's help each other get there. Jody, this has been great conversation on EOS. If somebody wants to travel to see you in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, what kind of fun things can they expect to do in Cedar Rapids? We have some wonderful restaurants and bakeries. So if you enjoy good food, Cedar Rapids is a wonderful place to come. We also have a great trail system. There's a lot of water sports that people enjoy fishing and hunting. In the summertime, our farmer's markets here in Iowa are great. The farmer's market here in Cedar Rapids and Des Moines, really great places to go and enjoy not just great produce, but a really great experience for the whole family. Ragbright is a great, huge bike race across the state of Iowa across every the state, year. And it's grueling. Yeah, no. It's hard. Yeah. And you get to go through all these really great towns and people absolutely roll out the red carpet for the Ragbri riders as uh, they come well, through. People don't understand. It's not all flat. That's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you so much for saying that. In fact, if you're familiar with Grant Wood, the famous artist, of course, we live in the land of Grant Wood. You can go to the Cedar Rapids Museum of Art, and they love showcasing Grant Wood. If you're familiar with American Gothic, one of the most famous paintings ever. So if you picture some Grant Wood work, you're going to see that in eastern Iowa. It is a beautiful place. I would pick rolling hills and farmland over ocean view any day of the week. Our daughter is a student out in California. She's studying to be a film director. And actually, in, in the next week, she's bringing a friend home with her who's never been to Iowa and going to roll out the red carpet. I feel like I'm seeing Iowa in a whole new view, knowing that we're getting ready for (laughs) this California visitor to come. Jody, how do people get in touch with you to learn more about what you can provide in EOS? I would love to talk with anybody who is interested. 
in implementing EOS. I would encourage you to go to eosworldwide.com backslash Jody, J-O-D-Y dash Skogen, S-K-O-G-E-N. You can find out all kinds of really good information. You can contact me there. All of my contact information is there on my website. I'll also give you my number. You can text or call 319-558-6602. You can email me at jody.skogan at eosworldwide.com. I'd love to connect with anyone interested in learning more. Jody, thank you so much for being on Game Changers. You've got so much to offer those business owners and decision makers out there trying to do the right thing in their organization and wishing nothing but great success going forward. Thank you so much for being a game changer. You want to change lives. I can see that in all of your work. So thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. Before I let you go, I want to remind everybody about my awesome sponsor, Magic Mind. Now, Jody, have you ever heard of Magic Mind? It's this two ounce drink. I take it every morning with my coffee. It's got all of these great ingredients in it. Turmeric, vitamin C I can pronounce, vitamin D I can pronounce. Ashwaga, I take it every day and it helps me remain energetic and focused throughout the day. So Magic Mind, go to magicmind.com, check it out. It's good stuff. Drink it every morning with your coffee. And I thank them for being a sponsor of Game Changers. Again, Jody, thank you for being here. Great talking with you. Everyone, today was a great day. Tomorrow will be even better. Peace, everyone. Find out more about the show at GameChangersWithJeff.com. And make sure you're following Game Changers on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are everywhere. Never miss an episode. We appreciate you listening. Grateful for your following.